You are listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast with pet business coach Kristen Morrison, episode number nine. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, where it's all about pet business challenges, real coaching, and real solutions to help you thrive in your pet business and in your life. And now, here's your host, pet business coach Kristen Morrison. Hello, everyone. I have a tiny bit of a cold, so my voice may sound a little bit different, but hopefully you'll be able to understand me (laughs) and I won't start coughing or anything. So I've been working on a project that I'm going to be sharing with you in a few weeks, and I'm so excited about it. So that has been on my plate, and it was kind of on the back burner when... I started creating the podcast, so the podcast got kind of moved to the front burner, and now that the podcast is going, now I'm working on this other project, which I'm really thrilled about, and I think you guys will be too. So I'm going to be sharing more about that on my Facebook page, and in the show notes, I will have a link to my Facebook page. If you want to click on that, you can, and it would be great to connect with you on Facebook. I would love that. I'm pretty active on there, although I try to limit it so I'm not crazy active. (laughs) Just a little bit active so that I have a life, right? Sometimes Facebook can be called Time Suck instead. So I'm just really happy to be here, everybody, and I hope you are doing really, really well. I want to talk today about negative client feedback and especially negative reviews. And this is a topic that is very challenging for those of us who are sensitive, who have a very thin skin, just doing the best we can in our business. And sometimes we get a negative review and it kind of sideswipes us, right? We just don't even know what hit us and it knocks us down. So I know having worked with a lot of you, I know a lot of you, my clients, are listening to this podcast, and I know a lot of you have received negative reviews, and I just want to let everybody know, if you've received a negative review, congratulations. (laughs) I know that sounds weird, but the thing is, is that you can't be in business and be getting lots of clients and not getting a negative review at some point. It's just going to happen. It is bound to happen. So if you got a negative review, it means that you're out there in the world, you know, your business is visible and it's getting clients. So that's the upside of it. And there aren't a lot of upsides to negative reviews, but you know, one of the biggest upsides beside that, it means that you're successful in a way in business, even if you're getting a negative review. Obviously, if you're getting tons of negative reviews, that does not mean you're successful. But another upside to getting a negative review is being able to really learn from it. So a lot of us, when we fall on our face or something happens in our life, we don't glean the gold from it. And it's so important to get whatever we can from a bad experience, if at all possible, because it makes that experience worthwhile, right? If it just sideswipes us and we're out and we're down for the count and, you know, we get back up and do the same thing that caused that negative review in the first place, then, you know, what have we learned? So it's really about learning the lesson and being able to move on and do things differently. So 
I really encourage you to look at that. And that can be very hard to do because we don't want to look at what we've done, right? We want to kind of point the finger out there. Have you ever heard the expression, when you're pointing the finger at somebody else, you have three fingers pointing back at you? (laughs) And it's really true, right? It's important for us to really look at, well, what's my part in this? And boy, you know, I have to say one of the biggest teachers for me around that process is Byron Katie. She wrote a book called Loving What Is, and she has a lot of amazing videos out there. So if you have the chance to check her out on YouTube, I really, really encourage it. Her website is called thework.com, thework.com, and she is fantastic. So what her process is basically looking at, you know, the judgments that we have about others and really looking at our part in them and how we do what we're judging other people to do. So super powerful work around that. And you can really use it in your business and things that happen with your clients and your staff. And of course, in your life with your partner and your friends and family can be incredibly powerful. I've even done it around inanimate objects like houses. (laughs) I've done the work on houses that I've had a bad relationship with and other difficult, inanimate object experiences. So explore some Byron Katie work if you're having a really hard time and you're finding yourself judging other people a lot and needing to get some resentment clearing going. It'll really be helpful. And I will include a link to Byron Katie's work so that you can check her out So I want to talk about a game plan for you. If and when you get a negative review, if you've recently got one, even if you got one a few months ago, this will still be really helpful for you. And if you haven't gotten a negative review, it'll help you for the future. So refer back to this when and if you get a negative review, and probably not if, but when. (laughs) Like I said, if you're successful in business, you're going to be getting a negative review at some point. So I just want to point out on the subject of you can't be successful in business without getting a negative review, it's kind of like driving. So our insurance company, when we apply for insurance, let's say you want to move insurance company, they want to know how much you're driving. How many miles are you driving a year? And based on that, it will affect your premium, how much you're paying each year. And the more you drive, the higher your premium is going to be because they realize the more you drive, the more likely it is that you're going to get into an accident. So it's the same thing with being in business. The more clients you have, the more likely it is that you're going to get a negative review. So it's how we deal with it rather than if it will happen. And that's what I'm here to help you with because it can be a really emotionally challenging thing. And that's really where I want to start with is dealing with it emotionally because if we don't deal with it emotionally, we can't really deal with the client. And that's really the next step after we deal with it emotionally. And obviously with some clients you can't, like you may be on Yelp, maybe you got a Yelp review and it was horrible and you can't figure out who this was. But usually there are clues, right, in the Yelp review or in the other reviews that you may get. There are clues to who it might be through what they wrote, 
you may remember, oh yeah, that's right. That was a dog walking client who quit suddenly and didn't know what happened. Now I know there's a negative review. So, you know, you can really kind of determine and decipher who it might be. But before you do that, it's really important to just really look at how to deal with it emotionally. So you get the negative review and all of a sudden your blood starts to boil, right? And maybe there's a lot of fear and anxiety as a result of a negative review. And what you don't want to do, which is counterintuitive to what often we might feel when we get a negative review, what you don't want to do is you don't want to immediately shoot off an email or a text (laughs) if you think you know who it is or call them. And this is true in life, too, not just business, but in life. And it's about restraint of pen and tongue. Have you heard that expression? Have restraint of pen and tongue. It's so important, right? So being able to restrain yourself and just breathe. So that's the first step is just take a deep breath and breathe, And for those of you that are dealing with having just had a negative review, and for those of you that will listen to this in the future who are dealing with a negative review, and for everybody else who just needs to chill out, (laughs) let's just take a breath together, okay? And let some of the stress out. And even talking about this sometimes can bring up some anxiety and stress because we remember what it was like a year ago or two years ago when we got a negative review. So it can bring up all those same emotions, even though it happened years ago. So let's take a deep breath together right now. I just felt my back crack when I did that. It's amazing how we can hold on to stress, right? So let's do it one more time. Let's just take a deep breath together. You know, I think I need another breath because my back cracked again. (laughs) There's still some stress there for me. I think even talking about this, I'm experiencing it. I'm remembering and I'm going to be sharing a story that I experienced when I got a negative Yelp review with my pet sitting business. So let's take another deep breath together. Okay, wow. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I feel a lot better. I didn't even realize I was feeling stressed about this conversation, this topic. But I feel a lot calmer, and I hope that you do too. If you are experiencing some stress or if you are right now, just remember. And remember to breathe deeply as you're listening, as I'm talking, just This can be a great opportunity for you to just really use this time during this podcast while you're listening to just breathe in and out and relax. And everything is going to be just fine, even if you've gotten a horrible negative review. You're not going to end up as a homeless person. You know, you may think you are. That's where a lot of us go. And not to say that there's anything bad about homeless people, okay? You know, they're on their own path. But where often where a lot of us go when we get a negative review is we immediately go to, I'm going to be homeless. And you may not even realize that's where you go. 
but then all of a sudden you feel completely just fragmented and depressed and kind of paralyzed. So interesting. I remember talking to one of the speakers that I interviewed for the Prosperous Pet Business Conference, Marina Smirling. She's a nonviolent communication expert. She was talking about where we go when we get negative feedback is we feel like we are going to be homeless or on the street and all of our resources are just going to be out. And it's really important to bring ourselves back and realize that we're safe. And we can do that by putting our hands over our heart. And why don't you do that now if you're not driving? If you're just listening while you're hiking or walking dogs or and you have an extra hand, even if you're at the gym and you're on the treadmill <laughs> running or walking, put your hand over your heart and just feel it. Feel your hand on your heart. And her recommendation was to say, you're safe. You're going to be fine. <laughs> and there's something really comforting about saying that, even to ourselves, right? It can be really, really great. So... Dealing with it emotionally, let's talk about that. After we've really looked at it within ourselves and calmed ourselves down just a little bit, we still often have a lot of anger inside. That's usually the first emotion that comes up is anger and then on the heels of that fear, right? But then anger quickly pops up again. And I love this. I saw this a few weeks ago. It was something on Facebook. Somebody had posted something, a little image on Facebook, and it said, anger is sad's bodyguard. And I really resonated with that because I know for me, when I feel anger, there's always sadness underneath and fear. So anger kind of protects us from feeling those feelings, but they really need to come out because that's really what's deep down. But anger can usually be easier to feel. It makes us feel powerful and alive. Sadness can sometimes feel crippling and paralyzing. So we really need to move through our anger in order to get to the sadness. So you can think about it like layers of an onion, moving through the anger to get to the sadness. So for some of you, it might be yelling into a pillow and just really letting loose. Okay, and obviously you would want to do this in a place where you feel safe and like you're not going to be disturbed so that you can really let it out. So that's the first step is letting out the anger that's there. And then the second step is really, again, breathing while you're doing this, having deep breaths and feeling the sadness and even the grief that is underneath this. Oftentimes, what happens for us around a negative review is that we feel a sense of loss, loss of empowerment with our business. We often go, like I said, to feeling like we're going to lose our business. You know, it's over. Nobody's going to want to call me anymore. I've got this horrible negative review online. Ah, the world is over. <laughs> and that's not true. It's just a negative review. I know it feels monumental right now if you're experiencing it but deep breath okay so we do not want to feel sadness we do not want to feel fear it leads to these feelings of disempowerment and you know all of that and yet we have to experience it it's there 
it's waiting for us. And it's really the key to the next step, which I'm going to talk about. So how do you feel the sadness? How do you feel the grief? You start with expressing the anger because, again, that removes the bodyguard. Anger is sad's bodyguard, okay? So that then removes the bodyguard. You've paid attention to the bodyguard. You've bowed to the bodyguard. I see you, anger. I respect you. And then the anger is then able to move to the side, and then the sadness and grief are there. And so it might involve crying. Maybe you call a friend, a really loving, sweet, trusted friend that can really listen and, you know, set yourself up for success around this conversation. Say, you know, I just got a really bad negative review. I would love it if you could please just listen to me for 10 minutes. Would you be willing to do that? Is this a good time for that? And then just let yourself feel the feelings and even cry on the phone if you need to. Or obviously, if your spouse is in the house with you or, you know, a friend is nearby, a neighbor, it's helpful, especially if you can be with somebody in person to talk to them. But phone is always good, too. So after you felt the full spectrum of feelings, and that might take a day to really feel it, to kind of move through it, it might take a week, then it's time to address the next step. I'm spending a lot of time on the emotions because, like I said, a lot of people bypass them and they just try to go directly to dealing with the client if they know who it is that wrote them the review, and that is not the next step. (laughs) It really is moving it out of you so that you can really take that next step in a way that's possibly going to make a difference for you. And I'm going to share my story around it in a bit, how it really made a difference for me. Because I moved through all these feelings first, I was able to really step powerfully into communication with a client who had written me a negative review and it turned it around. So I'm excited to share that. But first, I want to talk to you about the review. So After you felt the feelings, and maybe even during that process, whether it takes a day, a week, look at that negative review and see if you can determine who it is. Sometimes you can't, and then you're just kind of stuck. If there's a way for you to write a rebuttal or a comment, I really recommend that you find someone to help you craft a comment in a way that is going to be beneficial to you and not an angry response because that's going to be online forever. And I saw, oh, it was great. You know what? This happened just yesterday. I was on Upwork, which I'm on a lot because I'm doing a few different projects right now. And Upwork is basically a site where you can post a job listing for different web people, different virtual assistants, people to help you with different tasks that you have. And I love it. I'm on there a lot and I've hired some amazing people on there. And there was a woman that I was considering hiring and I went to her reviews first because that's usually where I go just to see if somebody's got some good reviews. And she had a really horrible one from a client that she had actually worked with for two years And I started reading the review and I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I want to hire this person. And yet she'd seemed so good from her profile. So I was torn, finding myself torn. This 
person that I was considering hiring wrote the most beautiful comment in response to it. And it was pretty simple. She talked about how she had worked with her for two years, this particular client, and how the client never let her know that she was unhappy. So she was never able to change what she was doing because her client never communicated. And she even referred to the review. She said, this is an example of the client, you know, not communicating with me, but just being angry. And oh my God, I just loved it. I love that review. And I mean, the way she responded to that review. And I ended up hiring her partly because of that and partly because she really seems to have the skills that are needed for this particular project that I I need her to work on. So the way that you can handle a review, the way you respond to it, can really turn things around and actually make the client who posted the review look a bit like an idiot which that's how this came across. So know that you do have some power if you're able to respond and hire somebody to help you. Hire somebody who's a great writer who can help you. And sometimes I do coaching sessions with people on this. So if you have a negative review and you need some help crafting a response, I'd be happy to help you with that during a coaching call. And you can also just hire a writer that you find on Upwork, let's say, or maybe a friend of yours is a great writer, or she's really got a diplomat way about her diplomacy, right? So that would be a person to ask and say, can you help me write a response to this review? So do some investigating to find out who the reviewer is and what actually happened. And again, if you don't know, you can write the response. You may just have to let it go. If you can't write a response and you don't know who did it, there's really nothing you can do. It's sort of like the serenity prayer that 12-step people say. It goes something like, God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change things that we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So it's surrender. There's nothing more you can do at that point, right? If you can't do anything, you can't do anything. (laughs) Give yourself a break. But if you do determine who it is and you've worked through your feelings, then it's time to connect with this client. But before you do that, you really want to look at your part. Again, I talked about that in the beginning, but you really want to look at what did you as the business owner do wrong? What could you have done differently? What did your staff member do wrong? And before you go to, oh, the staff member did a horrible job, talk to them and don't be angry with them. I used to make that mistake when I first hired people. I would kind of jump to conclusions with my staff members and assume that they had done a horrible job if a client said they did. But what I discovered after some mistakes, the staff member actually hadn't done a horrible job. The client had done a horrible job communicating with us and with my staff member about what they needed. I realized I have to always talk to my staff member first before I talk to the client. And I cannot assume that my staff member is in the wrong because they might not be. And because I was hiring such high quality people, for the most part, you know, sometimes I would have somebody who was a bad apple, but it was pretty rare. I knew that I could really trust them and that they would probably do a good job for the most part. 
it was important for me to give them the benefit of the doubt before jumping to conclusions. So talk to your staff member, ask them for that their side. And even if you don't know who this client might be that posted a negative review, I would send the review out to all your staff members and say, do you think you might know who this is? Because I really want to respond to them directly. And if you have any ideas on what happened, if you were the staff member, I would love to hear. And I'm not going to be angry at you. I just want to get to the bottom of this, right? You want to really clarify that you're not going to fire them, you know, unless it was something horrible like a staff member stole or something. You know, you really want to give them the benefit of the doubt. After you've gotten a lot of information about what might have happened through the staff member, through your own remembering, if you dealt with the client, if you were there taking care of that particular client, then it's time to get ready to call them. You may be thinking, you're kidding, right? I'm going to actually call them on the phone and I'm saying, yeah, (laughs) because email and texting can really mess up communication. It really can, and it does. It's so hard. There's no way to judge and determine inflection where you can in your voice when you're communicating with somebody on the phone. I mean, ideally is in person, but it's not really likely that you can do that with a client, especially a client that you know, wrote you a negative review. So you probably have their phone number. And if so, you'll want to call them. But before you do, you want to think carefully about what you want to say to the client. And I even recommend writing down the points you want to cover in succinct bullets so you can be super clear. And one of the reasons why you wanted to move through your emotions, right, the anger, the sadness, the grief, is you want to be nice and calm for that phone call. Because if that anger comes out through your words or your actions, you're not going to get anywhere. In fact, you're going to make it a lot worse. So if you get their voicemail, you may be thinking, well, should I leave a voicemail? And absolutely. And here's the thing. They may see it's you on the caller ID and think you're going to rip them a new something or other. (laughs) So they don't want to pick up and I don't blame them, right? You probably don't either. So if you have your script, that's going to make it easier for you to be calm, cool, and collected, which is really how you want to be when you're making that call. Now, if you get them live, you're going to want to take a deep breath before you start. And even if you leave a message, you're going to want to take a deep breath before you start. Take a deep breath right now. (sighs) Okay. Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you're at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days online course gives you step-by-step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online
online classes you'll find on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. I want to share a story. It is a real life story that happened to me about a Yelp review that I got. One of our pet sitting clients, and this was a client who used us one time, wrote a really horrible review about my company a few years ago. And the weird thing was, if you've used Yelp, you understand it's connected to your email. So if you get a review, it pops up, good or bad, it pops up in your email box. And you can see, you know, you have a Yelp review. And every time, it's so funny because we got we had a lot of positive reviews too. But every time I saw that, I would feel this clench in my stomach. Even if I knew it was a positive review, I knew a client was going to be reviewing us on Yelp and they were really happy. I still felt this clench in my stomach, like, oh my God. So that happened, a review that popped up in my email inbox. I clicked on it and realized it was a client. I remember this client because it had happened six months before. I just could tell from what they had written who this client was because they'd really made an impact on me. They were not very nice to us. But it was six months prior, and they had never said anything. They were challenging clients. So there were a lot of indicators about who this client was. So that's how I knew it was that client. And so when I saw that review, I was appalled and angry. I couldn't believe it. Six months prior, and they're just now writing us a review And they never called us to talk about it so that we could make things right. I was livid and I started screaming, not like, ah, but just, you know, that frustration, right? But I needed to. I was so upset. So I just kind of let out some screams. (laughs) So what I did is I'm going to go through the process with you. So I allowed myself to really feel the full spectrum of my feelings that came up around this review. And those feelings were anger, sadness, which was really hard to feel, and grief, right? And the grief was, oh, my God, I've lost my reputation is how it felt, okay? But I was able to really move through those. And because I move through my feelings pretty quickly these days, that allows me to move into action with all of my energy present. And the more you really feel your feelings, at least this is true for me, I should say it for me, the more I move through my feelings, the more adept I get at just feeling them, moving through them, and moving on. But if I'm not feeling them, and sometimes if I get rusty and I haven't felt them in a while, you know, the anger, sadness, grief, then it takes me a little bit. I have to kind of get up to speed on it. 
So after I felt the feelings, I called the pet sitter who had taken care of this client and I asked for her side of the story. I did not jump to conclusions because this client had actually said some horrible things about the pet sitter who worked for my company. And my reaction was, what did this pet sitter do? Why did they do that? And it's counterintuitive for me to go, no, Kristen, you are not going to judge and blame the pet sitter right away. Get her side of the story first. I had the client's point of view from the review, but what happened from her perspective? And when we spoke, I could really hear the honesty in her voice. And I was able to determine from that conversation that she hadn't done anything wrong. The client hadn't given us really clear instructions about the pet's needs. In fact, they had hardly given any instructions. And yet they had expected us to do something totally different. So after that, I thought really carefully about what I wanted to say to the client. And I got really crystal clear in my head and also on paper about what needed to be said so that I could refer back to my notes if I needed to when I talked to the client. And again, I waited until I was in a relative place of equanimity, and it took a few hours for me, which is a lot of progress. <laughs> it used to take me a few days, even a week, but you know, it took a few hours. And then I contacted the client, and I called them. And yes, was I scared? You bet. I was totally freaked out about calling them. <laughs> it's like, what if they answer? You know, they were so livid in their review, but I knew that I had to do it. And the chicken in me, the scaredy cat, really wanted to send an email, but I knew that that wouldn't get the results that I wanted, which was I really wanted to have a conversation with this client, get to the heart of the matter, and see if there was anything we could do differently in order to turn this review around. So I called the client and his machine came on and I left a really calm and loving, I know it's amazing, right? A really loving message. And it went something like this. I actually wrote it down because I've used it as a template for a lot of pet business owners who contact me for coaching, who are just totally freaked out about a negative review. So this is what I said in the voicemail. I said, hi, John. His name was John. And I took a deep, relaxed breath before I moved on. I didn't want to just, blah, 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 blah. you know, that doesn't get the results. It's about being centered and calm. So I said, hi, John. Deep breath. I saw your review and I just wanted to contact you as soon as possible so we could talk about it. And I said, I feel really awful that you had a bad experience with my company. And as the owner, I'm 100% committed to you having a good experience with my company. And it was such a shock to see that you weren't happy with the pet sitting that you received from us. And I realized that we sat for you about six months ago. And perhaps you tried to contact me, but somehow I never got the message. And then I took another deep breath. And then I said, I want you to know that I want to do whatever I can to make this right. Can you please tell me what I can do to make things right? Please give me a call. And I gave him my number. I'm in the office today. And then I said, thanks. I look forward to hearing from you. Okay. So I said the line that I just said 
I realized that we sat for you about six months ago and perhaps you tried to contact me, but somehow I never got the message. I wanted to really let him know that it would have been great for him to call me (laughs) and let me know. But perhaps he had, you know, sometimes who knows what happens. Somebody sends an email and it gets lost. They send a text, it gets lost. They leave a phone message. They're in a bad area. The message doesn't come through. Again, giving people the benefit of the doubt, even people who write horrid reviews, is going to help you win friends and influence people. (laughs) It really will. And that's really what it's about when you're in business. You know, and not from a place of, oh, what can I get from this person? But like, how can I be an open, honest and loving person, right? And have good, loving relationships with those I come in contact with. You know, this kind of reminds me how I really look at business. And this may not be the case for you. And if not, no worries. You know, you can have your own relationship with your business, whatever that may be. For me, I really see my business as a spiritual practice. Like that is the biggest spiritual teacher is my business. Because I come in contact with so many different kinds of people. It really brings me to my knees sometimes in agony and ecstasy. (laughs) Not on my knees, you know, hooping and hollering and glee. So because I really look at business as my spiritual teacher, my biggest spiritual teacher, how I deal with the people in my life and in my business is a way to really cultivate being a kinder, more loving person. And we really need that on the planet. And if you can do that with somebody who is so angry at you that they wrote a negative review on Yelp, my God, (laughs) what power, right? How empowered is that to be able to do that in the face of extreme anger and a really bad behavior? It's powerful, right? That's power. Not like you want to lord it over people. It's not power in that sense, but it's a sense of empowerment and mastery over your emotions and being able to really connect with people at a deep level, even if they're being a jerk. And the people that are the jerkiest are really the people that, you know, need it the most, in my opinion. So I left that message and he didn't respond that day or the next day. So I ended up emailing him. And here's what my email said. I actually kept it, again, for help with my coaching clients who get challenging reviews. So I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read my email to you. I wrote him and I said, Dear John, I left you a phone message and I'm just contacting you to see if you got it. Forgive me if I'm bugging you. I want you to know that my intention in contacting you is to make things right. What can I do to make things right? I'm committed to you having a good experience with us, and it hurts my heart to know that you weren't happy with the care we provided. Please give me a call or send me an email so I can take care of this as soon as possible. Thanks, and I look forward to hearing from you. Now, some of you may be going, oh my God, I can't believe she said it hurts my heart. (laughs) And I totally get it, right? But it did hurt my heart. And I wanted and needed to be vulnerable around that and let him know this was not something I took lightly. It was quite painful for me. 
I know some of you have probably heard of Brene Brown. She has done an incredible TED Talk on vulnerability and the power that vulnerability brings and the power of being able to connect with another human being through our vulnerability, our shared vulnerability. And so for me, in saying, you know, that hurt my heart, and you may want to say it in another way or not at all, maybe that doesn't feel right for you, that's totally fine. It didn't really feel right for me. It felt like, you know, revealing my soft belly to this scary man who was going to hurt me. That's kind of how it felt when I sent that email. But what felt bigger to me and more important was for me to really be able to communicate in an open, honest, and loving way. And not to get anything. That's the thing. I really want to highlight that, you guys. It's not to get, you know, him to like you or her to like you, whoever wrote a negative review, or for them to say, sorry, I did that. It's just for you to just get it out there and see if there's something that you could have done differently, see if there is something you can do differently, and kind of heal whatever happened. There was a break in the relationship. I mean, if somebody's going to write a review, they are angry. And there's a reason that they're angry. Either you did something or they perceived you doing something. And if you didn't do something and they perceived it, it's important to figure that out, right? Because in their mind, perceiving is as bad as you doing. They don't know. And so communicating can really be the bridge that helps you get to the other side of that. So here's how the story ended with me and John, the guy who wrote the really horrible Yelp review. So I got an email from John, and he did not call me. He did not have his big boy pants on that day. (laughs) But here's what his email response was to me. And again, I saved it because it was so impactful for me. This whole process was so revealing and helpful for me. And in turn, it's helped me help others. And I hope it's helping you guys right now. So he wrote, hi. He didn't even write my name. (laughs) It was, hi. I did get your phone and email messages. Things have been busy today. I do still think that your pet sitter didn't do things right, but I will take the review off. Please don't contact me again, John. (laughs) I will never contact you again, John. I have no desire to contact you. And thank you so much for taking that review off. So, yes, he did. He took the negative review off. And that is the power of all of what I've talked about today. So I want to give you the cliff notes. If you've got a negative review, if you get one in the future, number one, feel the full spectrum of feelings like I talked about. Get it up and out of your body. Yelling, talking, or crying with a friend so that you can be free to take action. It really will free you up. And then number two is contact the staff member who provided care to get more information. And if you were the person who cared for the client, think clearly back to that day. And if what the client said happened, happened, if it actually happened, right? And then think carefully about what to say to the client. Write bullet points. Be succinct, clear, to the point, okay? And then the fourth thing, call the client, 
don't email. I know the draw is there. You know, there's a lot of fear around calling, but be brave. Call on that old-fashioned instrument called a telephone, okay? (laughs) Don't text. Don't email. Don't Facebook message. Call. If they answer, have, you know, a really loving and calm conversation with them. If you get the voicemail, leave a really calm message. And be sure to include the words, how can I make this right? Those are the magic words, people. How can I make this right? That's what clients are wanting. They're wanting to feel right. You know, you wronged me. You did this. So when we say, how can I get that right? It serves two purposes. It makes them feel like they are right. Even if they're not, you want them to feel that they're right. They are entitled to their feelings and their opinions and their perceiving or they're realizing that your service did not help them in a positive way. So that's all that matters. You know, whether it did or didn't happen is beside the point. They're angry. That's the point. And you want to really get to that. So saying the words, how can I make it right, makes them feel right. It also gives them an opportunity to really explore, well, what can they do to make this right? And wow, they're willing to make this right. This company's pretty amazing. What customer service they have, you know, whatever. Like, how would you feel if you were really unhappy with a company and they said, what can I do to make this right? Or even a friend, if a friend wronged you and they said, what can I do to make this right? I'm so sorry. That just, you know, dissolves most barriers that are there. It's kind of hard for somebody to be angry in the face of that question. How can I make this right? How can I make this up to you? But really using those words, how can I make this right, I think is even more powerful than how can I make this up to you. I really encourage that particular verbiage. So if you leave a message and they don't respond in a day or two, then you can email them. You don't have to call them again. In fact, I would encourage you not to call them again. Email them a loving, calm email. And in the email, again, include the words, how can I make this right? Magic words, guys. How can I make this right? And then the seventh step is breathe a lot. Realize that you're a good person. You know, where we go is I'm such a bad person. I'm such a bad pet business owner. Oh, my God. People, everybody hates me. Blah, blah, blah. It's not true. Okay. Sometimes bad things happen. Sometimes bad reviews happen to really good pet business owners. And just so you know, if you've gotten a bad review or if you get one in the future and you're freaking out about it, soon the review is going to be a distant memory. And what can be helpful is to think, how am I going to feel about this in a year? And if that still feels charged for you, how am I going to feel about this in two years? And often that can kind of calm you down. Ah, All is well. It's not the end of the world. And your right clients are going to find you, whether there are bad reviews or not, online. Trust me. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast. I also just want to take a moment to thank everybody who has written such lovely reviews. Speaking of reviews, <laughs> it's funny, I wasn't even correlating that. But yeah, the reviews on iTunes it really, really makes a difference. I appreciate that. It helps other pet business owners find the podcast. So if you feel inspired, I would love it. 
if you write us a review on iTunes. Also, if you want to post a comment in the comment section on the show notes, you can do that by going to prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast nine. That's the number nine at the end. I'm going to repeat that. prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast nine. And that will bring you to the show notes where I will have some links that you can click on for the different things that I talked about today and some goodies and Also, if you have topics that you'd like me to talk about in future podcast episodes, feel free to write them in the comments section. I love it. I read all the comments. I love getting them. It keeps the podcast pages alive. So please write some comments. I want to know you're out there and you're listening to this and that you're really taking it in and it's impacting you. I would love to know if it's making a difference for you and your business. So I wish everyone such a wonderful, wonderful day or night, whenever you're listening to this. And have a wonderful week, everybody. Take good care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.